2: Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, TVTPFL. It's Thursday. It is May 27th. It's 2021, and we have six games. We're going to talk about the main slate on today's podcast. I'm joined for the second day in a row, Keith Eister, Ice 819. What's happening, my friend?
3: How much? you got, got the rare back-to-back appearance. Filled it in for Grant yesterday. This is my scheduled day, so... Uh, yeah ready to talk some more baseball had a little rain on our slate last night that took away some good pitching but we'll see what we got today
2: um looks like we got some potential rain today too um so that's always fun it's always great when we can have back-to-back rain days knocking out some games and um, what stinks is like i like six game slates i think six to eight game slates are like the juicy part so i i Kind of hope that the Chicago White Sox game plays without any issues uh, because, yeah, just overall, I think that just kind of taking advantage of a six-game slate is where it's at.
3: Yeah, definitely, and, and the Sox are definitely somebody we're going to want to target here. So,
2: All right, let's get into it. Uh, like I said, six games. If you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to SuperDraft.com. Awesome sponsors of the podcast. If you appreciate the podcast, be free each and every day, 5 days a week. Head on over, support our sponsors that way we can continue to do this each and every day. Um use promo code grinders for a $50 instant deposit along with the 50% deposit match bonus up to $500. So make sure you guys are checking that out. Again, love what they're doing over there at Super Draft multipliers instead of salary cap. Um so yeah, let's get into it. We start with Cincinnati at Washington, Sonny Gray against Steven Strasberg. Um, any interest here in Sonny Gray?
3: Yeah, I think Sonny Gray is a good option, especially on the short slate. Uh, price tag is up there, 9700 on DraftKings, uh, but there's not a lot of great options uh, at the top today. So um, I think Sonny Gray is the guy.
2: I mean, yeah, like, I mean, there's not a ton of options, like you said. And I think like there's an argument made to really be made for both of these pitchers. Um, you know, Steven Stroxburg only threw 72 pitches in his first start back, but his price is kind of reflecting like an 85 pitch outing. So Sonny Gray has a 30% K rate since the start of last season. Obviously, you're worried about Turner Soto. I mean, Bell's a high strikeout guy, Schwarber's a high strikeout guy. Like, I'm more worried about like Castro Harrison. Um, then like Bell Schwarber because I think Bell Schwarber being in the lineup adds adds to the ceiling of the strikeouts. So yeah, I think you know, like you said, six game slate. We don't like have like a ace. We have pitchers, we have options. Um, I mean, Sonny Gray is definitely in play here up against Washington. And then Steven Strasberg on the other side, like I said, I mean, there's an argument to be made for both of these pitchers when we're looking at all the options on the slate. I'm worried about the pitch count. I feel like if he runs into trouble, what, what is the ceiling if he gets into any kind of trouble in this game? Um, I mean, they were quick to yank him the other day. I think he walked somebody in that fifth inning, um, and they are like, he's done, and, like, that was 72. I think, I think ceiling is 90. I think we're realistically going to see 80 to 85.
3: Yeah, Strasburg is interesting, and I'm, I'll be very curious to see his ownership. Um, the options get thin and if you're trying to get different in tournaments if he's going to be low owned I think he's a great option Uh, kind of a tough matchup against Cincinnati Strasburg just he hasn't been right this year he's been on the injured list came back went back on Uh, so he's really yet to get his season going he struggled with the command early in the season here Uh, but without a ton of great options I think that he's in play for sure
2: Uh, bats in this game. I also really quick before we move on to the bats. I think Steven Strasburg really just comes down to ownership. He's a huge name on a slate with very little names. I mean, just kind of being Frank. Um, so like, that's kind of something like, all right, well, let's see what his ownership looks like before. Like if Steven Strasburg is going to be chalk, I'm out. I agree completely. Um,
3: And there's there's a guy in the same price range that's going to make it very interesting on which one the ownership goes to.
2: Any interest in the Cincinnati Bats here?
3: No, there's a lot of other spots I like better. Uh, Strasburg is talented, even if he struggles with the command. I mean, he'll probably give up a homer or two. So if you want to hunt some power, obviously uh, the Nationals have some, or the the Reds have some power bats that that you can target. But outside of that, I'm not looking to stack against my own thing.
2: I think this is just a real like if it comes down to Strasburg's going to be chalky. I mean, his strikeout rates under 20 percent since the start of last season dealing with all the injuries and stuff. His ex-fip is almost six. Like, I I mean, he's not 100 percent and it's very clear he's not 100 percent. If he was 100 percent, we'd be locking him in in this spot. But I, I feel like. You know, if he's really just not going to go out there and strike a ton of guys out, like we watched St. Louis just pound him earlier this season. If he's going to be chalky, I think the Cincinnati Reds are in play as a stack. They're, you know, you got Winker, Castellanos, um, Suarez, Nyquin. Like there's enough bats in this lineup that could really beat up Strasburg if he's not pitching well. So if he's chalk, six game slate, definitely don't mind the Cincinnati Bats. Um, Any interest here in Washington?
3: Uh, Going against the top pitcher on the slate, I I think Gray will be popular. So kind of like you mentioned with Strasburg, if he's going to be popular, um, I do like it as a leverage play in large field tournaments. Uh, The Nats have some pop and I wouldn't mind it if if Gray comes in like, I don't know, 40% owned or something like that. Um, He can struggle with the command sometimes too. And if he doesn't go deep into the game, then you get into the middle part of the Reds bullpen. it, It could work out on a short slate.
2: Yeah, I think, I mean, if you're playing 150 teams, you just, you take the chance and just roll out game theory, um, you know, and just hope that it it doesn't work out. I mean, that's, that's kind of what, you know, I think you'd be the most interested in here when it comes um, to this spot. So, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's move on here. We got Baltimore at Chicago taking on the White Sox. Zimmerman, it sounds like it's going to be Zimmerman, uh, Bruce Zimmerman, uh, going up against Dylan Seas. Um, any interest here in Bruce Zimmerman? This is, okay, really quick, this is the game that we're a little concerned as far as weather.
3: Yeah, definitely. Um, and outs- regardless of the weather, I'm not playing Zimmerman against the White Sox. They're one of my favorite stacks, honestly.
2: I mean, yeah, it's it's a lefty going up against the White Sox. Like this, it's not a secret anymore. This team can (laughs) hit lefties. Um, I mean, yeah, I think this is a great spot um, for Chicago, and we'll get to them in a second. Dylan sees on the other side of this game. I mean, ninety two hundred seems steep. It's a matchup against Baltimore. It's definitely a beatable team, but like this dude is like super hit or miss. He's a big time fly ball guy, so. I'm, I'm definitely going to be, it's, it's Chicago weather, man. Like, what are we looking at? Weather-wise is the biggest thing.
3: Yeah. I see does have the high strikeout upside, but he's got the control issues as well. Uh, I, obviously a great matchup against Baltimore and I wouldn't even consider him on a full slate at 9,200. He would just be automatically X'd out. But, uh, on this slate with that matchup, I think he's in play depending on the weather, obviously. Um, he's got the second highest strikeout rate on the slate behind gray. So I think you target the upside in tournaments, not a play. I love, I won't have a ton of him, but he's in play.
2: Yeah. I mean the price, if you're not playing, I, I okay. I, I'm going to play three teams on this slate. I'm probably going to play Sonny gray on all three teams Um, just for what it's worth. I think Sonny gray is the best play. I mean, Dylan sees, if I wasn't, or if I wanted to pair Sonny Gray with another guy that I think could have some upside, I guess it'd be him. I mean, I don't love him. I don't, I, I do feel like he's a hittable pitcher. And like when you have a guy with a really high hard hit rate and he gives up a lot of fly balls, I just, I worry about that kind of stuff. Um, all right. Let's talk bats here. Let's go Baltimore first. Um, I mean, any interest in Baltimore here?
3: You mentioned Cease is a fly ball guy. So I think he can, I mean, he does give up some homers. So I, I think you can target that. Um, prefer him from the left side, but Mancini is obviously the most talented hitter in this lineup. Uh, but somebody like DJ Stewart has a ton of power. I think he matches up well against sees I would take some shots on him. Anthony Santander. I don't mind. Um, those are, those are really it. I don't know. The the White Sox bullpen is really good, so I don't love the stack, but I don't mind like a a two-man or three-man if you want to hunt some power. All
2: right. um, White Sox-Bats. I I mean, we're both on the same page here. I mean, I'm with you. I think they're the the top stack. Oh, I wanted to say I think Mancini is one of the best home run plays on the slate for what it's worth. Um, The White Sox, if the weather is okay, I think they're the top stack on the slate.
3: Completely agree. I mean, you talked – They've been mash lefties going on like two or three years now, just consecutive, um, just a ton of pop in the lineup. Uh, Anderson hits better against lefties. Uh, Moncada hits better against lefties. A brave, it, I mean, coming off an MVP season. Eramine uh, Mercedes has been a, a great surprise. Um, I, I wouldn't even leave Eaton out of the stack. I mean, it, that's a way to make it different. I think everybody's going to be on the White Sox. So play Eaton lefty-lefty, and I think that's a way to differentiate your stack
2: i mean this is i think though you know like i said if the weather holds up here love the white Sox. i think eaton is a guy that could potentially be out of the lineup here um he was dealing with a hamstring injury on um wednesday so if he's out of the lineup we might get like hate or um vaughn austin vaughn in like a really good lineup spot and you know that's that's where we get some value um on this slate like he's still 2500
3: yeah i mean that's if he's in the lineup, he's a smash play for sure. And I don't even, if you want to wrap it around, Madrigal at the bottom of the lineup is really cheap too. Um, not a ton of power, but he's a guy that's going to be on base for sure.
2: Uh, we got Carlos Martinez going into Arizona, face it off against Frankoff. Um, any interest here in C-Mart.
3: Man, where did the strikeout stuff go? <laughs> he just he, He's pitching to contact. He's limiting hard, trying to limit hard contact. Uh, the strikeout rate is all the way down at 12% this season. So, uh, I mean, the price is attractive. It's a short slate, but I don't I don't think there's any upside here.
2: Yeah, I mean, I look at this and I'm like, I hate stacking against Carlos Martinez because every time I stack against him, he gets scaring balls. And, I mean, he gives up a few runs and, you know, you're not getting those home runs. But, I mean, I don't want to play him. I know he has a little bit of upside, just because like, he could throw 100 pitches on a six-game slate and he's 6,800, um, and we don't have a ton of options on the slate. So I'm assuming the roof is going to be open in this game. Um, I looked earlier, and they hadn't updated it yet, but I'm assuming that the roof is going to be open. It's been open um, the last few games, um, pretty much all season for this team. So if the roof is open, I don't really have any interest in Carlos Martinez, but if I was playing like 150 on this slate, trying to win a big tournament, I mean, I think you'd be somebody that you'd have to just have in your player pool just because, I mean, like, he's one of a few pitchers on the slate that will throw 100 pitches. So, um, and then Frankoff on the other side, I mean, he's facing a really right-handed heavy team, but we really just haven't seen enough from him yet to know uh, what to expect here.
3: Yeah, he's, he's not going to go deep into the game and doesn't have big strikeout upside. If he could strike out, I don't know, five or six guys in four innings, you might have some interest at 4,900. Uh, but just not a big strikeout guy. The Cardinals don't strike out a ton anyway. Uh, I don't have any interest in Franco.
2: Um, Yeah. I mean, as far as the bats go in this game, I don't really love St. Louis here. I think that's like kind of the problem. I mean, Goldschmidt's cheap. I mean, it's going back in Arizona. Um, I don't know. Nolan Arenado is 57. He's so expensive. It's just this team is it's, – it's so weird. Like, you look at the names and you're like, man, this stack should be great. And then you're like, start putting it together and you're like, eh.
3: <laughs> yeah, the, the good hitters are, are priced up. And then you get guys like Tommy Edmond who's overpriced. I, I will say Dylan Carlson has a, a great price, and I think he's a great play. Um, I think we're going to see some ownership on St. Louis if we can't play the White Sox. Um, I don't know. Arizona's bullpen isn't great. I think uh, I'm a, a little more interested in the stack than you are. Uh, it, it is tough to pay the price on some of these guys. Like, like you probably want Edmund leading off in your stack, but uh, he's still, oh, I lost his price here. Yeah. have Edmund's price candy. Yeah. Uh, 4,800. I mean, that that's just... <laughs> that's like elite hitter territory almost, and it's Tommy Edmond. so... Uh, it's a six-game slate. The price is tough to swallow, but I think St. Louis is in play.
2: I think I'm more likely to go, like, a three- or four-man instead of, like, a whole five-man stack on DraftKings with them.
3: I like that. Yeah, like, the top four... Well, I don't know. You can get Molina in there, too.
2: Well, um, I think I'd rather go like Molina instead of Edmund, because we have plenty of second base shortstop plays. Molina at least gives you some ceiling at catcher, um, usually a pretty weak position and a position that usually you just want to pay down for.
3: Yeah. Getting Carlson in there gives you a little salary to work with too. So yeah, add Carlson and Molina. And I think then you got something.
2: Uh, Arizona. I think Arizona is somewhat interesting here. If the roof is going to be open, Marte's back. It definitely makes the stack better. Kelly's back. I mean, Peralta is always a guy that when he wants to hit, he shows up and has big games. I mean, I think Arizona is a team you could potentially look at, especially if like the roof is going to be open here.
3: Yeah, I agree with you. Um, Very left handed against Martinez, uh, which is he gives up a little bit more power to lefties. Um, a few more fly balls. So I, I like chasing the home runs from the lefties. And, and it looks like they're going to throw out, I mean, seven lefties against him, including the switch hitters. So I think
2: you can stack them up. Uh, moving on, we got LA taking on Oakland. It's Otani against Bassett. Um, I mean, Otani is a guy that, I mean, you have to like him in tournaments because the strikeout upside is there. The walks are where you're concerned. I mean, I mean, he's, he's in play.
3: Yeah, definitely. Um, I see we have uh, Alex Cobb listed on the starting lineup page. So if it's Otani, I'm definitely interested in Otani. DraftKings does have Otani down. So uh, he, he would bring the strikeout upside that this slate kind of lacks. Uh, he, he would definitely be in play at that price.
2: Any interest here in Bassett?
3: Man, this Angels lineup is really watered down with no Mike Trout. So, I think so. He's been he's been good this year. Um, pull up his strikeout rate here. Strikeout rates over twenty five percent, limiting the walks down at six percent. Um, I mean, outside of the top four, the Angels lineup falls off in a hurry. So th- they're typically not a team that we like to play pitchers against because there's there's not a lot of strikeouts. But Rendon has not been good this year. So really, I mean, it's up then if Otani sits, then it's even worse of a lineup. So I think Bath is absolutely in play. Um and he makes a great pivot off of who, is, who else was right in his price range here. Uh, Strasburg is right there next to him. So that that's the guy. It depends on where the ownership is going. If Bassett is under-owned because people are playing Strasburg, then I want a ton of Bassett.
2: Uh, for what it's worth, I think Bassett's my favorite tournament playing the slate. I, I mean, oh just – you you said it, Right. I mean, one hitter shouldn't make a huge difference, but one hitter when he's Mike Trout makes a huge difference. Um, the bottom of this order is just—it it is Terrible. trash. It's yeah. Lagares, Rojas, Ward, Terra, and Fletcher. And Fletcher obviously doesn't strike out, but the dude just hits ground balls and just gets out every time, so it doesn't matter. Um, I mean, the bottom of this order, there's there's four guys here with strikeout rates over you know twenty seven percent and you throw in Upton and Otani, like Otani strikes out a ton. I don't think people realize how much Otani strikes out because of how well he actually does hit when he makes contact. But I mean, this spot sets up awesome for Bassett and, you know, you talked about his strikeout stuff increasing. It has increased, um, you know, definitely has increased since 2019, definitely increased this season. So, I mean, it's a six game slate and you got to take your shots. I'm going to take a shot here on Chris Bassett and uh, we'll see how it goes. like it. Um, Angels hitters. I mean, like you can't play Otani because he's pitching. So, I mean, I'm probably like, I'm not likely going to play angels here. If I play anybody, it'd be like Jared Walsh, but I'm probably not paying 4,700 for him.
3: Yep. I agree. Walsh is the one guy I was going to mention. If Upton is still, Super cheap. Maybe he would be in play trying to find a home run. yeah, He's still 3,600. So, I mean, if you want to take a stab on it, finding a home run there.
2: Uh, Any interest in the Oakland bats? Otani
3: can get really wild. Um, If it's Cobb, I probably have uh, even less. Just a good control guy. Um, Not a ton of interest. I would be looking for power, I guess.
2: Um, all right, yeah, I think it's the Power Guys, Olsen, Chapman, Kana. I mean, I don't even hate like a three man stack because Otani is wild. So I mean, there's always the upside in that. So San Francisco facing LA taking on the Dodgers here. We got Alex Wood against uh Yusita. Um, any interest here in Wood?
3: Yeah, I mean, what's with the price? Alex Wood has been great this year, and is, he's all priced down because they're respecting
2: my Giants. <laughs> Woods on the Giants. No, I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I meant to say that they like they don't respect my Giants. Yeah, that's what they're I'm getting trying to say.
3: Ton of disrespect here, but yeah, I mean, Alex Wood striking out over 25 percent, um, had several great outings, um, and the Dodgers are missing some key guys, so on a short slate with that cheap price tag. I think there's a ton of upside here. I've got a a lot of interest in Alex Wood.
2: I mean, yeah, the Dodgers are so banged up. I mean, I don't think people realize just how banged up the Dodgers are. Um, They're one of the best teams in baseball. Don't get me wrong. They're probably the best team in baseball when they're 100%, but they're not right now.
3: Yeah, I mean they're rolling out I mean, Albert Pujols in the cleanup
2: spot. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean you, you you're you're missing like major key guys here. Seager, um, Bellinger, just just off the top, those two guys. But obviously Pollock, they're missing even like secondary guys in like McKinnistry and Rios. I, I mean this is just and the benefit like you're getting you're getting lefty lefty matchups here too for Alex Wood because Max Muncy is going to play. Gavin Lux is probably going to play. I mean, so I feel like this is a spot that, yeah, Alex Wood, uh, way underpriced in this spot. And then I just – I worry about him being, like, super chalky. Yeah,
3: I think he will be. But, I mean, he's just – he's too cheap. We, we've said it. Like, I think it's chalk I would eat even if he comes in 30 40%.
2: Um, Ed, when you see to any interest in him
3: No he's not Going to go deep doesn't have big Strikeout stuff um, Can't pick on your Giants so I'm not playing Zeta.
2: I really hope The Giants show up um, On Wednesday night just so everybody Knows uh, because I got my pitching Right and My secondary pieces all score double Digits so if my Five-man giant stack shows up it Could be a good night for your buddy stevie um yeah uh, we'll see um but yeah i think i just i'm not playing him i don't expect him to pitch deep i mean from what we've seen so far is i mean he's not terrible but i mean this is a spot you're probably going back to the well on giants um i know i am
3: yeah definitely um yeah i was just looking at his game log here. He has not thrown over three innings. So, I, I mean, it, it's kind of, it's almost like an opener situation and then, and then bullpen after that. Um, which I don't generally like to target for stacks, but the Giants are, are, I mean, they're crushing the ball. You talked about it yesterday, and we'll, we'll see what they do tonight, but they, they've been outstanding this year, and I think on a short slate, they're one of the top offenses.
2: Let's see what happens, but yes. Um, back to the well. And, like, they might do really well. Like, I feel like I'm at the point where I just should stack the Giants every day because it feels like I like them every day. Um, I mean, the Dodgers, I mean, if Wood's going to be popular, and he should be, um, I, I see no reason for him not to be. If Wood's going to be popular, I think, like, a four-man stack of Betts, Smith, Turner, Taylor makes sense. If you really want to get crazy, you could throw Muncy in there and just hope that, like, Wood doesn't make it out of, like, the third or fourth inning. I mean, but it really comes down to, I mean, you're playing for, like, top 1% because it's not a great play. I mean, this is a terrible spot for the Dodgers. Yeah,
3: it really is. Um, Muncie's going to be completely on lefty-lefty. If he can get two at-bats against the bullpen, I mean, I, I like that as a deep tournament play. Um, but not a, not a ton of interest in the stack. I just, I don't, with what they're doing with their cleanup spot, it's, it's either pool holes or, um, <laughs> they, they've ran out Yoshi against, uh, lefty or righties before. So, uh, it just kind of puts a hole in the middle of it and, and puts the damper on the, the whole stack. So not a ton of interest. I, I would rather try, I mean, bets or bets and Turner are, are great, but I wouldn't go beyond that really.
2: Somebody just sent me a Dylan Cease um, throwing, like, bombs. Throwing the disc off disc bombs. Um, I have way more interest now. Um, (laughs) uh, I'm going to retweet it now, too, because, um, yeah, I think it's great. But um, throwing bombs. So, anyway. You know, I am a huge disc golf fan all of a sudden. Anyway, Texas at Seattle. Allard against Flexen. Um, I mean, these are two of the worst offenses in baseball, and it's two of the worst pitchers in baseball. What's going to win? <laughs>
3: um, yeah. Flexen at 6,200. Just There's not a bunch of upside. I mean, if you're trying to get different in a large tournament from Wood or something like that, maybe – Maybe he can get you 15, and I don't hate it. He's the one I would play out of the two, but I don't love either of them.
2: I'm not playing either one of these pitchers. I think the bats win here. Um, I mean, there's obviously, like, arguments to be made for either one of these pitchers. But, like, Allard, you just don't expect him to pitch deep. I mean, 50 seems like his ceiling this season. And then, like Chris Flexon on the other side, this is a pitch to contact guy. I mean, the night that he struck out seven against the Red Sox is, man, he was, it was bad. Um, it was bad. So those nights are going to happen. But overall, Flexon is not usually like a typical, like, big strikeout guy. I love the power bats in this game. Like Haniger, Gallo, Lowe, um, there's always a guy I forget about Garcia, like just chasing like the overall power bats in this game. I mean, Kyle Lewis, um, who just came back, uh, Ty France, like just chasing the power bats here.
3: Yeah. I like that strategy. Um, Texas has a ton of high strikeout, high power guys. And when you, when you have a, a pitcher that's not striking anybody out that definitely puts them in play so i mean like joey gallo is the prototype for that um just a guy with just massive power but who's going to strike out a ton 30 percent of the time or whatever um but you get a get a guy that's trying to throw it over the plate to him and he's very dangerous so i i'm right there with you i like targeting the power here
2: all right um let's play the morning grind game i feel like that was quick um Pretty straightforward slate. slate. Very straightforward slate. I don't think you overthink this one. Let other people overthink this one. Go Gray. Go Bassett. I mean, go Wood. Maybe throw in a couple other pitchers in a a large field tournament and just look at, like, St. Louis, Chicago White Sox, Giants, and that Texas-Seattle power bats. I I mean, like, that's how I'm just going to approach this slate. That's how I'm going to build, like, my three teams. I just gave you guys the blueprint um to how I'm going to build my three teams and lose money on the slate. So there you go. Uh, do the opposite. Uh Morning <laughs> Grind game under 8k to get six or more strikeouts who do you got? Uh Alex Wood. Yeah, I like that one. Um I mean just overall I'm, I'm probably just going to go Otani here because I feel like he's the strikeout other, like strikeout guy under 8k um over 8k to score under 15 any of these four guys you got for a bust today i
3: i kind of like strasburg but he's the guy i'm going to go with and and, i mean it's just going to depend solely on ownership on whether i'm going to play him or not um i definitely see a a scenario where he's just not quite right yet and he can bust
2: yeah i was gonna say dylan sees but like watching him throw these discs man like he can chuck it. Um, I I can't I can't say him now. I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, Dylan C's. But man, let's play some disc off, I Dylan C. It. Somebody <laughs> put me in contact with Dylan C's. When you come to Florida, me and you'll get together. We'll throw some disc, and I'll, I'll feel bad. You could talk to me about how you put up 20 fantasy points on this slate. So, um, over 4K to hit a home run. Who do you got today?
3: Um, assuming the weather holds up, Jose Abreu seems like the, one of the top plays on the slate against the lefty.
2: All right. I like it. Um, I mean, I said it already. I, I man, I just, I, I hate picking on this dude. Cause I'm watching him sling some discs right now, but, um, I'm going to train Mancini. I love this spot. I, it's probably going to be like a one-off spot for me. And I hate one off in like first basements, but I, I really like Mancini, uh, the batted ball, tip, batted ball profile and everything really sets up well uh, for Mancini here. Uh, under 4K to get two hits, who do you got?
3: Uh, Dylan Carlson.
2: All right. On
3: there, 3,100.
2: I mean, this guy never gets two hits, but one of them might be a home run, so I'm going to go Joey Gallo. Um, he's more likely to strike out twice instead of get two hits, but I like the home run upside here for Gallo. And he's under 4K, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say he gets two hits. But if he gets a home run, it counts as two hits, so it doesn't matter. Um, give me a stack to score six or more runs today. Uh, I think
3: the White Sox are the clear top stack on the day, uh, assuming that the weather holds up. I think they're they're gonna approach ten here.
2: All right. I mean, I say the Giants all the time. Give me give me the Texas Rangers. I don't ever say them, so give me them. Uh we don't have any lines out, so we're gonna skip that question. Uh Keith, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh
3: no. Good good being with you for a second day in a row. Uh always enjoy being on the pod with you. Appreciate your NASCAR content as always. So
2: I mean this weekend should be fun, man. We got the Coke Coke six hundred this weekend. Um qualifying a sure. practice on normal days, like man what are we going to do a lot easier then right (laughs) i mean i know it's going to be crazy like the race doesn't start till like six o'clock on sunday like we're going to have way too much time and we're going to overthink the nascar slate way too much but um yes man it's always fun so that's going to wrap it up here for thursday love you love that you guys listen appreciate you guys and um yeah that's gonna wrap it up good luck everyone we'll see you guys again tomorrow